Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam. It's Greg. We are here. Normally we're on Sunday, 6 till 10, but we are in for Thomas Mott. Uh, today, we want to thank you guys for making us a part of your Saturday morning. This 23rd day of April, top of each hour, we say good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning to you fine folks in Lithia Springs. Ah, home of the Lions. How was the Lions program? The Lions, uh, man, they, they got a uh, coach that I've known for some time that is each year they're taking a step. They're back to being a playoff program. And the girls' flag program mm. uh, made it to the state championship game last year. In just their first, I think it's just their first year playing. And they, got, uh, they, they, were, they were just that good. They need to put your brain under glass, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I mentioned a town, and you come up with not just the, the, the usual suspects, suspects as far as the programs that you talk about, but you bring in a girls flag football. You got that knowledge just right well, off the no, top. That's a deal. In that's great. I'm now. saying, though, that's, 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 that's people that, are yeah. smiling out there in Lithia Springs these that you folks, that you know, acknowledge well, them no, like these, that. These folks are getting scholarship. They, that's they're, they're, there's some great. college teams for that now. I understand that. There's, some, I'm just folks, there's some folks who didn't think a few years ago that their child would be able to get money for college a girl for playing flag football. There's money for college for playing flag football. So uh, I mean that's 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 a deal. And this crew obviously got the memo because they're out there going after it. They they really went after it. I'm just like I said. It's just the the the, the great gazoo sized brain that you got to bring up this kind of knowledge is, now, is that, always that, 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 that's a picture. Now you're gonna make me think <laughs> of gazoo. That's, I said brain. Thanks a lot for putting that. No, that, that, come on now. That's a you. Throw, that's a compliment. For, for you throw, know that's a compliment. Throwing that picture out there. That's, I didn't say you look like nice. him. I said his brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Sam and Greg, we are in uh, talk. <laughs> Having nonsense, really. In for Thomas Mott this morning. We're going to be talking more basketball with Deshaun Tate coming up later on this hour. But uh, we were talking earlier uh, about the draft, and Stevie G brought us his thoughts on it. He's going to give us his full-blown Falcons draft tomorrow when he joins us, 8 o'clock straight up. But um, Falcons were, were back at it this past week, and one of the things that stuck with you was the fact that after everything that we've gone through these last couple of years, and, of course, you being a reporter, this would be something – that would, would help you do your job better, and that's being able to get into places of the facility that heretofore you haven't been able to. Yep, and you still can't yet. I mean, right now they, they, they uh, up, up there they, they bring a guy out and they put him in a certain area we can talk to him. So the locker rooms are not open yet, NFL, um, but, but they are for Major League Baseball. This is going to be a gradual process. I mean, you know, you and plus – we rarely get to go into locker rooms preseason with Falcons anyway because you have so many more players than you normally would. You have some guys sharing lockers. It's really so. Normally during preseason, we usually interview guys outside. We don't go in there um, because it's so cramped with so many more people until they make you know until they make the cuts and get down to the regular roster size. So we, we hope that by that time, you know, we'll be able to we'll, we'll chat with D-Led about it some uh, and and see what he has to say. But you know. You hope that by the time the season rolls around, you're able to do that. But right now, not yet. The news about, um, or speculation, because we don't, you know, everybody's just blowing smoke leading up to the draft. But what these guys are going to do, who they're going after, how do you feel about where the Falcons are focused? Or is it just one of many holes that they have to fill? And they're really not going to get it all done with the draft. And, and uh, you know, eventually they're going to try and get a long-term fix at their quarterback position because you mentioned it earlier. It's so hard to find that franchise quarterback and us coming off of 
having one for so many years, it may not be, a, you know, next year or the year after before you get that guy. So you have, you know, you got a Band-Aid at that position right now, and hopefully it, it keeps you. Let's talk about the division as far as play, you know, playoffs aside, but let's see how they can handle themselves within this division given the speculation about who might land in Carolina, what New Orleans may do, and, of course, we know what they got going on down there in Tampa Bay. And, and you talk about those places, you talk about quarterbacks, but as far right. as the Falcons go, uh, as, as far as defense, you got to get some, some pass rush to counteract whoever that person is. We know that Brady's back. We've seen, you know, Jameis is down in New Orleans. We know who they're going to settle on up at up at Carolina. Um, but the, for the Falcons, you got to put some pressure on him. And if you put pressure on him, you're going to set the stage for some guys in the secondary. Look, your secondary could be one of your more talented areas on your defensive unit uh, for the Falcons this year. A.J. Terrell is, you know, he's he's still just just two years in, but he's one of the people that you're going to lean on now. He's had to catch on quick. The learning curve has had to come quickly for this guy. And he had these thoughts about growth uh, for the, coming into this year. Uh, just getting the playbook down from a more from a standpoint where I can um, understand everybody's position, just so I can play faster and uh, you know be that ultimate leader on the defense. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for some leaders as far as the defense and the secondary. And the pass rush sets the table for these guys. Well, one of the names that's been talked about, Jermaine Johnson, uh, Florida State. D-Led even put him out there. And this is a guy who was at Georgia, transferred over to Florida State, uh, led the ACC with about 12 sacks, 18 tackles mm -hmm. uh, for a loss. So, you know, that is the first of many holes to be filled. Um, and are you cool with that? Very much. Uh, absolutely. We, we, we got we got to have that among other things. I just think – Whatever you do, it starts up front on either side of the ball, and the Falcons could use help either side of the ball, offensive line or defensive line. Uh, if you're not going to draft your quarterback this year, you, you want to draft a piece uh, to have them getting ready, working with the guys that are there, and try to have a good infrastructure. If you go for this quarterback in next year's draft, he walks into a situation where he's not completely running for his life every play. You know, and so I, to me, you do some things to kind of set some groundwork for that this year with this draft. Right. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Mentioned earlier, Stevie G came on, we are talking about the draft. But earlier in the show and throughout the show, we've been talking about were you going to be a top pick? If you thought you were going in the first round of this year's draft, would you want to go to Las Vegas and be a part of that, that show? Or would you want to invite all your friends and family members over to your house? NFL will provide cameras for you and have it there so you can be seen from home. Which would you prefer? And we put it up on the poll at 92.9 The Game. And I uh, want to get an update on that now, Steve, if we could. Yes. Yeah, so right now, 55% of people are staying home with the family with uh, the remaining 44.1%. So it was 55.9% going uh, or staying home, 44.1% going to Vegas. Yeah. Yep, yep, and, and you know we have a, have a few people who have actually chimed in on Twitter. Uh, King of Gifts had this response: If it's a top sixteen prospect, then I'm going. But if it's the chance that my name might not get called, then I'm cooking ribs and playing spades with the fans. <laughs> okay. Uh, John John Harrison says Vegas and celebrating with family. So I don't know who else is going to pick up the calls yeah. for all the folks to come out there, or maybe he doesn't have that big of a family. And then Thomas Farrell says the answer is to stay home with your family. But if I'm a top prospect, I'm going to make them pay me pay me uh, handsomely uh, if they want me to be there in person. And you never know how your NFL career may go. Get the loot when and however you can. 
Absolutely, man. And 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 as, as Steve said earlier, you're not spending that money in Vegas. Your agent's spending it. The people well, here's who what your handlers. Saying. The other thing he asked. Now I'm I'm actually curious. Do the already do they already pay them, or make them offers to come to the live draft show? And this is something that we've heard about recently, as far as especially NFL productions, as far as the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, in, in you know, in, in Canton, when guys, they always assume you're going to have this big group of guys in gold sport coats behind these guys, and whatnot. Some guys started asking them, "Hey, we're part of the show. You know, the show. That, that's part of what people tune in for. Is to see all these folks. Mm-hmm. Are y'all going to spot us to come? To, and I don't know what the NFL did with that. This is another question. The players being there is a big part of the show. Now, do the, does the NFL want to pay them to be there? If, if if it gets to the point where more guys start opting to stay home and have their own celebration rather than going to be a part of the show, you assume everybody wants to be a part of the show. You would think that all the work you've done and put in, like you said, all the work you put in for all the years, here's your big reward. You're going to get a chance to walk out on this stage uh, in this thing that everyone has dreamed of for so long. You're going to get to the point you say, are you going to pay me to, to come to that? Do you need to be paid to go to that? Well, expense. You mean past expenses and taking care of you and flying you out and hotel and all that stuff? I, you mean past that? I, you know, I don't know. See, what, I what, can, what, that, what, that should be what is it a worth? Given. What is it worth it? What is it worth it? Because you're making the show. If they're just up there calling names, then we back to what we had 30 years ago. Them old dudes by that by that helmet, helmet and that telephone in that uh in that <laughs> in, in that hotel room. That, that's w- you know what I mean. It would be a. It would really make me feel a certain kind of way if you found out that the NFL was going on a cheap for that particular thing, given the amount of money that they throw out for all manner of other things. I mean, the the one thing you can say about the NFL is that they know how to put on shows and they know how to make shows. They know, they know how to turn, you know, they say lemons into lemonade. And who would have thought that it would ever be a TV show to go watch the Combine? But they have made it into a show, yeah. right? They know how to make TV shows. And so for them to say, well, no, we don't want to pay for this. Or that, they got the money. You know they got the money to go that extra mile. So I, to me, I would think that regardless of what you want to do, if you want to go out there, that they would, you know, pick up they all pick your up, expenses, they pick up the tab give you a couple dinners with your family. You know, maybe they'll have a relationship with a couple, you know, hotels or, 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 or restaurants that they know of. They'll treat you right, right? Because that restaurant, imagine if a young, uh, pick the person, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, been, they've been showing him in the montage of people when they got drafted, okay? Was that draft night or the, the couple days leading up to it, he's in there with his family and they start putting him on the wall, like those famous New York restaurants of, of actors. And then they become who they become. Tom Brady, you name the person. But yet you get that picture of them up on their wall coming out of, you know, coming out of college. I would think it would be in their best interest. It's a win-win for everybody. So, I, I, you know, for me, that's another reason why. But are we, talking, are we talking about the fact that, okay, you're going to cover the cost to come out and be a part of it. But if we want, like, a, an appearance fee. Well, that's I, a mean, I mean, I mean. It, You're it, right, it, but, again, it, that's a whole different NIL, episode of Oprah. NIL is setting the stage for that. Well, you know, in so many ways, let them do it. Then. You know let what I mean? Put that part of that package. You know what I mean? That's part of college, right? Now you you get paid for for appearing. You get a pay if you go on your cell phone and wish somebody a happy birthday. You get a you know if you go on your social media and say hey, go and eat Arby's. You know you you. I'm just saying you're absolutely that's, right. That's what you're getting from college. So does that come into the pro? Say hey, 
you what you want me to appear? I've been on I've, draft day. Yeah, oh, yeah you I, you I, throw I, that in. I, yes, I've, I've been I've been paid to appear. You, you know, I, I know you're gonna fly me out, whatever. But are you, are, do I get an appearance fee for being at this event that you're gonna get this incredible television viewership from? You're gonna sell s- commercial spots for something just probably just under you get for the Super Bowl. You know, so I mean, right? The the money's there. I want to go back to what you're talking about, the one person who texted that in. It gets back to my scenario earlier. While that may be great and sitting there and celebrating with your family if you're going to be below 16 and you're playing cards and cooking ribs and all that sort of playing stuff. Playing spades. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the other thing a part that's going to be a part of that particular type of party in some houses. They're going to be, as you said, with some brown liquor being passed around. And maybe not, ever, not. Maybe not. not. Well, not maybe not, but maybe so. Okay. It's just as it's just as. <laughs> it's you just much of an opportunity. You, you, you can that. say that. No, you don't have to, but you know they are. Okay, so let's be real. So there's going to be some liquor going back and forth. And not every fi- every family, but there are some families who got that cousin, and once he starts drinking, don't know when to shut up. Yeah. And he'll start ribbing at you because, oh, you said you was going to be number 20. And that's the scenario that I was talking about earlier. You don't want to be sitting there with folks drinking and you're falling in the draft and they start poking at you because it's family, right? Family does that to each other. Well, you you, you know your members of your family who might do that and you, you tell them you're going on vacation that week. <laughs> you don't want to. You know what? You, 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 you find a way to get them people not to come to your house at holiday time. You know, but if you because, invite, you, you, know, because, you, know, be, because you know what they bring with them. Yeah, but you, they, they could be you know married to the to the one family member, so they yeah. you know they gotta come. You bring them, send them a covered dish. <laughs> We're gonna switch gears and talk basketball next. We've been waiting to talk to Deshaun since the last basket that Kansas made. So we're gonna bring him up, get his thoughts on that. Jay Wright leaving Villanova, and his thoughts on the Hawks. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Be sure to take us with you on the Odyssey app. It is Sam and Greg. Yep, special edition. We are here on a Saturday morning in for Thomas Mott, this 23rd day of April. We hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful weekend so far. I had a pretty good week. Hopefully the pollen isn't still bugging you Yeah. and all of that. And, uh, you know, just it's good to get some sunshine on the weekend. We ain't had that for a minute. And it's nice to get that and have a little chance to breathe uh, because tomorrow everything steps back up. Remember, tomorrow we got it. We got we got a twin bill here on Sports Radio 92.9 game tomorrow. Atlanta United's down in Miami trying to get back into the win column. They won this week uh, over Chattanooga. Of course, that's in the U.S. Open Cup, but back to MLS play. The pregame is at 12.30. The kick is at 1 o'clock. Then uh, tomorrow evening, game four of Hawks and Heat. Pregame at 6.30. Tip at 7. Hopefully we don't have any trains. Hopefully we don't have any suspicious packages. And hopefully we just go to a basketball game and beat these dudes again and tie this series up 2-2. And get your hair trimmed, you know, lined up. Yeah, right go get lined up. You kill a mic because it hurt the business yesterday. You couldn't have nobody up in at the end of the oh, arena. I see. And yeah. dudes couldn't go in there and get tight and couldn't get no nice shave, you know, get your mustache done. You couldn't, couldn't get into that. Okay, well, while you're while you're calling me so I can FaceTime and see what's going on here with you, we're going to introduce our guest, who, by the way, gives a spit about everything you just said because none of it has to do with basketball. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's Hawks. Okay, I take it back yeah, with that. Killer, but killer college Mike's basketball. Killer Mike's Barbershop. Are you kidding? Yeah, no, man. no. Deshaun doesn't care about nothing. He He's already told us this. Don't talk football around him. Don't talk about, you know, you can barely talk a little NBA around him. But he's college basketball. And we have missed having him on. We didn't get, get a chance to talk to him while he was floating around New Orleans. So I want to get a, put a bow on that. I wonder if he ate some gator while he was there because I know folks were pushing on him when the tournament started. But can I ask him something that we did earlier in the show? Uh, Deshaun and welcome in sports. Yeah, welcome in. Uh, 1990 game. 1990 game.com. 
Uh, we, we played one shining moment this morning, and I'm like, it was like kind of like playing Christmas music out of season. Can you can you still play that song? Cause we Greg, played it for him because he didn't Greg, hear it. Greg wanted that song played. Can, can we play one shining moment? Yeah. Even if it's not basketball tournament. Man, you can play one. Listen, you can play one shining moment anywhere, everywhere. Thank you. Funerals, weddings. Thank you. Yeah, funerals. It that's don't right. Make a difference. <laughs> Early Saturday morning, late Sunday night. Everybody put to sleep. It does not matter when, Thank where. You. One shining moment is always going to get love in the Tate household. It's, it, it, it's not a seasonal song. It's, it's, it's during all times. It makes no difference. Thank you. Good Thank you. Deshaun, you were, we, we missed having you on. <laughs> See, Sam, I told you, man. Uh, you were in the building. Right. What was it like in that building? I mean, you can break down the game if you want, but just the atmosphere of the, the semifinal game and then the finals there in New Orleans, your experience there, and, and, and some of the takeaways for you. No, it was great. I, th- I think every time around, you know, that time of the year and, uh, you know, getting the opportunity, it's dream come true stuff for me. So, you know, if, if somebody tell you that, you know, I was, they, they saw me crying, they ain't got no proof of it. It was probably just a little draft <laughs> coming through. Um, but it, it's, it's, listen, it, it, it's always going to be that kind of very emotional. How often do you get a Final Four where you have those blue blood programs such as the ones that we saw? You knew it was going to be packed out. If you never – got a chance to go see a Duke North Carolina game and, 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 and you wasn't trying to, you know, saw off your right arm and your left leg to do it, that was probably the time to do it because that was the best chance of being able to do so. Um, and on top of that, whoever would have thought that we would have arguably at the time, okay, at the time, the arguably the two best active coaches in the game, we would be seeing them coaching their last game on that same night, and both of those coaches lost on that same night. Now talking about the newly retired Coach K and Jay Wright from Villanova. Man, we were not expecting that, folks. Uh, folks, we are spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Deshaun Tate. And he is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, on the Twitter, as he likes to say, with takes, take hoops, takes, take hoops. Okay, we knew it was coming with Coach K. Jay Wright, what is, is this totally out of left field? Or did you hear, hear something that this might take place? No, I wasn't. I wasn't hearing anything when I say they keep that one tight-lipped and 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 locked. And they did exactly that. I didn't see this. I mean, listen, we were just having conversations a few weeks ago talking about okay, now that there's no Coach K, which the consensus would probably agree with being, you know, the staple of college basketball coaching. But now that 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 coach isn't there, who does he pass that to? The next guy up, when you're looking at resumes and a little bit of everything else, and I get it, Bill Self just won a second title, and that's cute, but that next one is Jay Wright, a guy who won two national championships in the last five you know, seasons um, and, and, and a Final Four in one of them, by the way. So uh, now that there is no he, I don't know who that coach is. Maybe it's Bill Self. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know, something, you know, I don't know. I guess Rick Pitino's still coaching. Tom Izzo still has a chance out there. But, um, you know, the crazy part about all of this is that uh, it's, it's, I think that me more so than anything, I think you probably knew it was something he was going to do but didn't want to overshadow the curtain call of what we've seen all year long with Coach K. And I think that goes to show what kind of man uh, that Jay Wright is by not wanting to announce on, at the same time. Uh, you know, I first of all, I got a comment. I love how he puts a guy with two championships and Bill Self is called cute. 
I thought that was epic. That was nice. Uh, and you were also campaigning, or at least giving your thoughts on, you thought that Georgia should have made a call to Rick Pitino. So you mentioned him again. I don't know. Oh, he, yeah. He's he's like Kudzu. He'll show up someplace, and he just doesn't know when to exit stage left. But general consensus is that uh, Jay Wright will end up on the pro level. You subscribe to that theory? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if, if that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, by any means, I don't. I don't think it would be a bad idea if somebody should get the consideration. I think it should certainly be him. How will that go? I, I don't. I don't know. Hopefully, better than so many of the others have gone uh, so far. Uh, I heard the name brought up. People talking about the Lakers and this and that. I. I I'd like to see it. You know, I, I, I love to see the college coaches that want to be able to continue living out their dreams and goals and aspirations by being an NBA coach. He owes really nothing else to Villanova. He really owes nothing else to uh, college basketball at all. And um, I take, So it, it, would, it would be something nice to see. And Sam, before you jump in here, this is where I see him going. I, if he takes a year off, cool. But if not, I see him coming in after Pop in San Antonio. Not a mm. big market. He'll have a young – he'll get mm-hmm. some young players there. And I think that's one mm-hmm. of the landing spots to be considered. Who said Pop's going? Pop's not going to be there for many, much more. So I'm saying he takes a year or two off. But Pop, again, I give him one, two more years. He's got the record now, all-time wins. Maybe one more year there in San Antonio. But when Pop's ready to exit stage left, he has got name enough to where he could step in and coach up a young team. That's just my thought. Yeah. I don't see him going to LeBron and the Lakers and, and whatever, that, that mess. Right, right, right. Go ahead, man. Sorry about that. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, Deshaun, the thing I want to ask you, though, what are we seeing, though, with the departure of these coaches who've been at, at the top and yeah. have been so successful? And some people are saying, is it is it, uh, is it the NIL? Is it the transfer portal? Mm-hmm. Is it the combination of those mm-hmm. things? And uh, mm-hmm. are we going to see that continuing to, to continue to chip away at these coaches that we've seen at the top of the college game? I don't know if it's those things. I got a good feeling, and especially all the rumblings that you hear, I don't think it's a surprise to anybody, and it's probably the elephant in the room that it has something to do with many of those things. And I'm not saying that that's the case for Jay Wright over at Villanova. I don't know that. Um, I don't, and no, you know, respectfully, I don't know that if it really was that, that he would say that that's what it is. Um, but even more so, um, you know, it's, 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 for me, it's a, it is a combination of some of those things. I think, um, and I just, I just, we, we don't really know. I mean, we're coming, we're talking about with age coming along, all this travel. I mean, basketball has become more than just you know a a November to early April game. Um, even more so for the kids. But yes, we know coaches have to do a lot of these things, but especially assistants. It's not like head coaches are sitting back twiddling their thumbs with their feet kicked up, heels kicked up or anything, but just the traveling. And, I mean, we're all – you know, as you get older, you, 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 you start – things start hitting a little different. That's what the cool kids are calling it now, hitting a little different. Now, I understand that that is uh, very much similar and the same to um, when you're talking about the NBA level or even more uh, because there's so much more of that. Um but I do believe that with some of the recruiting and the different rules and, and, and protocols that are being put in place and some of the restrictions, and, and even in some cases I wouldn't be surprised if I heard some honest coaches say um, that, you know, that, that, that there needs to be a little bit more reliability on the, on the um, 
on on some of the players being held accountable and things of that nature a little bit more. That wouldn't surprise me at all either, but it's it's a totally different regime now. It's a totally different era. And let me last say this last part. We were just talking about who the baton gets passed down to now that there is no Jay Wright from Coach K. I don't know. It could be Kelvin Sampson. I wanted to make sure I threw that name out there too. All right, before we let you go, man, give us your thoughts on the Hawks. They made it a series against Miami. What you're seeing from them right now and what you're seeing from Miami and where they may be vulnerable for the Hawks to even the series up tomorrow night. Yeah, game three is what exactly what they needed to do to be considered still in this thing. And uh, I think a lot is going to rely on where things stand with, with Kyle Lowry in some cases at this point. But DeLon Wright has been more than a game manager for them. I think that's been good. Okongu being the most consistent player. And DeAndre Hunter not feeling like, you know, the success of the team is going to rely on him. That excuse is out the door as far as his health status. So they're not going to surprise anyone in year two. You know, they, 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 you know, you can't overlook them. You know, the fact that they are still a young team and in many ways uh, still inexperienced when it comes to the, to, to the postseason. So they're in a new position and they got the target on their back. I think they'll be ready for game four. But if not, they're going to have a lot of making up to do inside of a hostile environment in, uh, in the, in, on South Beach. Yeah. The shot that the injury bug is, is a story throughout these postseason and, whatever reason people say too many games running together, the schedule starting when it did or whatever it is, you feel like yeah. you've seen some of these guys break down. The Hawks are hoping that Clint Capella can come back and play some with the injury. But now Miami has Kyle Lowry down for a while. Talk about that guy yeah. missing because, to me, he's a real glue factor for that team. He is. He is. We start talking about experience, postseason experience, championship pedigree, uh, type of experience, I think that's big. Listen, if there's not a single time, especially during this time of the year, uh, that that position, that's the quarterback. The point guard, yes, is still that uh, in the sport of basketball. Uh, and it's the most important part of it. That's what you need more than anything. We start talking about March Madness. The success of these teams typically come from good guard play. That's something they need. Now, that's something that we didn't see out of the Hawks on yesterday. I think they're going to have to, between Herter and Trey, they're going to have to shoot it better from the field and from outside if they want to be able to uh, carry this thing over into uh, you know, evening up the series, which is still obviously a doable thing, uh, but that's what game four will require from the Hawks' backcourt. And keep an eye on the third quarter of game four on tomorrow that those turnovers also have to be very limited. So those are just two key pieces to keep your eyes and your ears open for when tomorrow rolls around. Hey, man, don't be a stranger. All right, we want to hear you soon. You know, don't take a month or so off. We want you back <laughs> here to get your knowledge. Before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find your stuff at online. No doubt, unless you've been living under a rock. At Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. We call it where basketball lives, and go Hawks. There you go, Deshaun Tate joining us. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to wrap things up and turn things over to Chris Goforth at the top of the hour. It's Sam and Greg in for Thomas Mott. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Sam and Greg, take us with you on the Odyssey app. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning as we sit in here for Thomas Mott. You got some Marvin Gaye right there, Sam. Got to give it up. Mm -hmm. From the Barbershop soundtrack. And I say that because they got us on over there at Off the Hook. Off the Hook. We don't normally do Saturdays. We got to reach out to Carl and and, and, and Jay and, and, of course, Maurice. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, all of them yeah, over yeah. there at Off the Hook, which, by the way, is still my house. I know you've been sneaking in there and trying to make it yours. I, I just slide in there every now and then. Yeah, uh-huh. see what's but they, going on. They've been telling I mean, us. They've been telling me, happening. you know, Sam coming in, he's trying to make this your house, you, you know, know, his house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one of us spent a long enough time in there for it to be our house if you look at either one of our heads. No, I was there for the – I help it's build kind it. of a, it's kind of a drive-by for both of us. No, I ain't, no, no, no. Those are my boys in there. That, it's, I'm, I'm, it's like when Dion stood I'm, I'm, up I'm, in the I'm, dome. I'm talking about as far as when we go in there and what we need to get done. Oh, wrong, right. Yeah, that, yeah that's, I agree that's, with you. But the, see, we, we lead the motor running. What? <laughs> but the barbershop is, is also a place to visit. You well, know? yeah, now. So you ain't necessarily got to go there. I go yeah. in there to get information, yeah. let them know about things. and So, you know, me and Carl yeah. were talking this past week. And you, get so. up, you, get, you get up to speed on a lot of stuff. There you go. And they they got something working for you, which I'm not going to talk about right now, but they're working on an interview for you who with somebody who's a regular in that place and okay. a name that everybody knows. Okay. So they are acting in, like an agent for you. Wow. They want you, yeah, that's right. So there's a tease. It is. It not, really is. Not a very good one, but it's still a tease. <laughs> um, we have uh, throughout the show been talking about the draft. And if you were – Consider to go in the top 10, maybe top 20, that first-round pick. Would you want to go to Las Vegas and be a part of all the pomp and circumstance that goes on surrounding the draft? Or would you like to be at home with your family? NFL is going to provide you with a camera so you could, you know, be seen there. You don't have to travel out there. What would you prefer? So we put that out there as a poll question and asked you guys to participate. And we want to thank all of you who did at 92.9 The Game. We're going to wrap it up right now. Stevie G, what's the result? What's the finals? So as we enter the uh, the final minutes of the show here, it looks like staying home with family is going to take it at 52% compared to 48% that ha- uh, wants to head to Vegas. So hey man, me, uh, me and you, Greg, we're in the minority. You, know? yeah. you said go you to Vegas. Get, you can get your grill. You can, you know, going to have your dominoes out there. You can have your, your, your cars. You can play your bid whist and spades. And Zoom is an amazing thing, folks. I mean, the last couple of years we've become very <laughs> comfortable with that, and Zoom is an amazing thing. It's the next best thing to be in there, and, uh, you know, like I said. See, next best thing to be in there, though. Yeah. Best thing is being there. Yeah, yeah well, no, exactly. But, but, but that with all your folks, though. You're That's with true. All your people, you you know? can yeah. bring some of your folks with you. You just can't bring all of them. You can't bring all of them. Well, sometimes you don't want all of them. Well, I don't want a whole group of folks here. I, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Seriously, both of you guys. I am offering you a trip to next year's Super Bowl. Prime seats, you know, flight, hotel, all taken care of. And I'm going to give you 10 tickets, 10, to bring with you. Do you have 10 people you want to spend a four or five days with? I could think of them, but I'm, I'm not really. Seriously, you can, you can 10 people that you could of, travel with that you'd folks. be comfortable with. Hey, yeah. How about you, Steve? Oh, yeah, I've got 10. Yeah, I okay. got 10. I got 10 people I know. I don't know that I necessarily want to travel with them. Yeah, I, got, I, I can get 10 folks to travel with. That wouldn't be a big problem. In a couple of weeks, I'll be in a house with, I think, 22 people, which uh, <laughs> that, that'll be interesting. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't really know another word other than interesting to use for that. I'm good with, I'm good with six. Yeah. You know, because it's easier to keep up on. That's you true. got 10 people. That's too many people to keep up on. And y'all want to do things together. Some people want to break away. Anyway, God bless you. Have fun wherever you decide to go to. So, um, we got to mention a couple names here because we lost some folks this past week. Uh, it, it is nice that we haven't been doing this, Sam, as much as we were doing it at the height of the pandemic. It seemed like every week we had a long list of folks yeah. that we were mentioning that we lost this particular week. But a sport that we don't normally talk about, but we both have followed sort of on the periphery. 
you know, and, and, and still relevant to some extent that we mention it when it's something going on, but we don't talk much hockey. But the hockey world lost two names, and I don't care if you follow hockey a lot, you know these names. Yeah. Mike Bossy, actually just before our last show, um, and Guy Lafleur. Guy Lafleur, yeah. Lost them this past week, both to lung cancer, and uh, the Mad Bomber. Daryl Amani. A little bit before my time as far as me following the Oakland Raiders, I was I, more I, Kenny I Stabler. The, I remember those guys. I remember those guys, and I mean – uh, he had Warren Wells and guys that he would throw the ball to, uh, and, and a young Belitnikov uh, yeah. w- w- was out there. But um, yeah, and he's like we always talk about. The AFL was known for bringing the players out of the HBCUs, and Daryl Monica's thing would just wrap back and just as far as he could do it. And he knew, <laughs> yeah. and he knew somebody could run under it. He knew he had somebody on his team that could run run up under it. And that one, that, those were the days of uh, of that Raiders offense. He also had the ghost. Billy uh, Casper was there. This is a little bit before I think Cliff Branch was out there too. Yeah, Branch Branch was more with Stabler. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, rest in peace. Those three names. I want to be sure to take a minute and uh, and mention them. Also, tomorrow we are going to be back. Let me just give you a little preview. Sam and I are going to be with you from six until ten tomorrow in our usual spot. We're going to be talking to uh, Joe Patrick who will bring us up on what's going on with not only the Braves and his thoughts on them, but also Atlanta United. And, and the patchwork team that they are right now. And, and, and you know, geez, every time you turn around, it seems like this, they're being hit with something. And and so we will talk to him about that. Adam Alexander is going to join us, of course. Boys are racing in uh, Talladega this weekend, one of the big stops. With that new car. <laughs> As let's, you see, <laughs> let's see how they do with that thing. You know, they, they're still making friends with it. So we got that. Now, is that one of those bucket list places, or have you already been there to Talladega? Talladega, a whole bunch of times. Yeah, for that race? Yeah. As you know, you a, go places, you, you know, you think about places and you go in the media food that you get at certain places. And you know, maybe we get in that sometime. <laughs> you go to certain places, you know, like uh, I was talking with Day Day. So he loved to go to LA to get a Dodger dog at a Dodgers game. Oh, and, you know, but uh, but you think about just food, you get that. Because sometimes when we go to sporting events, we get certain kind of food. I know. Really you go, you we'll go, send you, go, you up get, to Detroit. Yeah. I know how you feel about what's yeah, yeah, the, 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 the Yeah, the, the cold pumpkin pie. But you go to the Outback Bowl. You go to the Outback Bowl before the game. Outback brings you a Blooming Onion. Blooming Onion. I can eat those all day. You know, I'm, I'm up at the, the Hornets game up in Charlotte once. Uh, the Lakers came to town, so they would do something special. The, the pregame media meal was duck. Hmm. Now, I don't know how often you get to have duck. Some folks, if you live near a pond, you might have that once a week. I don't know, but I don't. So yeah. I wasn't going to pass that up. You know what I mean? So that, Listen, that's, that's the thing. I'm going to give you a tip, and this is coming out of me, so you know it's going to be true. You know how I am about pizza, and you know how I'm about Chicago pizza. And I'm not getting into this whole thing, but, you know, New Yorkers and what they got to say. Because you got three choices when it comes to Chicago pizza, and most people from there get thin. They don't get the pan. They don't get the stuffed. Okay? Get thin. And you got your favorite place. But at Wrigley Field, last time I was there, they had from one of the companies – um, little pan pizza, like a little personal pan pizza from a very famous Chicago pizza uh, location. I recommend you going to their stores or their restaurants in Chicago as opposed to getting it at that at Wrigley Field. Because last time I was there, I was like, oh, man, so-and-so's got pizzas here. Let me try one. And, and, and I was kind of disappointed. Really? It what it wasn't it was, you know. And maybe it's cuz they got to do them in mass because it's the ballpark, but it was not the same as if you went to the restaurant. 
So I'm saying get the dogs, get the bratwurst, get the Italian sausages there at Wrigley Field, all of that stuff, but leave the, pan, the little personal pan pizzas to that particular restaurant because that particular restaurant that's providing them at Wrigley, um, while it's great they got the concession, the restaurant's versions are much better. Okay. So okay. I'm just a little tip, just all a little right. tip. Get everything else there. You can try it, but I'm just telling you it ain't as good as, as the restaurant. Uh, also, we got Terrell Thomas joining us tomorrow. These Urban Times. We'll be talking about uh, Hawks game, previewing game four. He will be joining us. So that's all coming up uh, tomorrow. Anything else before I empty the trash there, Mr. Crenshaw? Oh, you got you got something empty? Go, go ahead, empty I out. got empty all this trash. This is something we started last week. Um, just all this insignificant information that I have, I don't get to all of it. Like I was mentioning some birthdays earlier, and people, we mentioned we lost Howard Cosell on this day. Uh, Chloe Kim, this is her birthday. But I, I found something that you don't think about. What do, if you had to guess, John Cena and Andrew Jones. John Cena, actor, wrestler, and Andrew Jones should be Hall of Fame baseball player. Both born on the same day. Whoa. Today. Today, both of them turned 45 years old. Wow. Andrew Jones and John Cena. Uh, George Lopez celebrating a birthday along with uh, Valerie Bertinelli, Tony Esposito, Lee Majors. I got a connection to Lee Majors in a way that's kind of strange. Uh, strange? His, his wife. Strange? Uh, yeah, well, we've talked about one of the things that I tripped into throughout my life when I was working on the cruise ship was I ended up in Playboy magazine and because they did the layout on the ship. And the model was Lee Major's wife, Karen Valles. Oh. And she was Playmate of the Year. So when you look at her centerfold layout, they got the <laughs> stuff they did off the island, but they had her walking around the ship and doing things and dancing with officers and all that. And uh, there's a picture of her in the casino. And the photographer used me sitting next to her and another couple from the ship. So I'm in a centerfold layout in Playboy from back in the day. Okay. But the model you, was... You, you got clothes on there. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. I, actually, I got a jacket and tie and then cutoffs on because we did it at 10 in the morning okay. while we were in Nassau. You didn't do it kind of like Butch Lewis, have on the, the bow tie no, and the tuxedo <laughs> with no shirt. <laughs> no, with no, no, shirt. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I'm in there and Karen Valles is her name. Listen, speaking of birthdays, Shakespeare. Today's William Shakespeare. would have been Shakespeare's birthday. Really? April 23rd. He had to be born someday, right? Yeah, he did. He okay. Did. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. Garrett, uh, Garrett, excuse me. Steve, come on here. You and Sam, try and guess this one. Uh-oh. Today is a president's birthday. James Buchanan. Off the top of your head, go back to social studies class. What number president was he? I wouldn't have gotten this right either, if you had to guess. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and go somewhere in the middle. I'll say 21. Okay, Sam? I'll say before that, I probably like... 18 or something. Doggone it, man. Mr. Crenshaw, I'm telling you, you like the great kazoo, but you're off by only just a few. He was our 15th president. Mm. 15th. So if this was the price is right, we both went over. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so we, we both lose. Over, yeah. I'm going to put a dollar down and win this. Warren Spahn, Shirley Temple, Jim Fix, Roy Orbison, also people on this date back in 1994. You know what? The, who the Libertarian Party nominated for governor of New York? The Libertarian Party, 94, nominated Howard Stern. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Howard Stern Yikes. for governor of New York City. Yikes. Happened on this day. And last but not least, on this day, and I'm going to get to this because I want to read this right. Um, in Germany, they passed a law, the German Beer Purity Law. The German Beer Purity Law. And if there was ever a country to do this, it would be Germany, correct? 
Yeah. Um, the German the law is adds to the standards for the sale of beer in Bavaria, ensuring beer is only brewed from these three ingredients: water, malt, hops. But they wow. actually had to make a law for that, and it happened on this date, fifteen sixteen. Your insignificant information from our show. It is now in the trash. I'm gonna empty the trash every every show. I think I got everything. Got everything? Much. Are you sure? Yeah, we got everything. We mentioned Hank Aaron's first home run. We got the important stuff out of the way, and uh, some of the birthdays. So yeah, man. Anyway, we have got uh, a, a day of sports here. Whether it's the Braves tonight, you got NBA action tonight. Of course, again, we'll be talking and previewing tomorrow's not only Atlanta United but also Game Four with the Hawks. You want to join us? But up next, we've got Chris Goforth. Stevie G, want to thank you for your contribution. And oh, sorry for tomorrow too. Uh, Steve G's going to give us his draft. His final draft rundown and who he thinks the Falcons should take and everybody else. So that is coming up at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Mr. Crenshaw, enjoy the rest of your day. You do as well. I will. Got plenty of stuff to do. Steve, thank you again. Everybody else, thank you again for making us, uh, bringing us a part of your Saturday morning. Have a big day. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app.